Hello, this is the Bible in fewer words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 73, Deuteronomy, chapters 20 and 21. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. Two chapters today. That's right. What is that telling us? Well, there's some new stuff. We kind of went through it quickly when Moses was just talking about things. Remember this and remember that. Maybe a, a new law scattered in once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like last time, we had some interesting stuff at the beginning. If somebody in your family believes... Differently you know, than mm-hmm. you or tries to convert you. Yeah, what to do about that. Yeah, I don't want to think about that too much. <laughs> yeah, and this time we're going to have some more laws. Okay. Are we ready? We are. Great. Chapter 20, verse 1. When you are fighting against people with horses, chariots, and powerful armies, don't be afraid. God is with you, fighting against your enemies. So is this a little pep talk about, you know, we're going to enter Canaan here pretty soon, and you're going to have to fight against bad guys? Exactly. That's what this is. Okay. Verse 5. These are the exemptions for fighting in holy wars. They had exemptions. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, the student deferment. There's certain people that don't have to fight in, in the war. And of course, women aren't going to fight, but among the men, you can get out of it if these conditions are fulfilled. All right, let's find out what those are. If you've built a house and haven't dedicated it, go do it. Lest you die in battle and another man dedicate it. So, dedicating a house. Yeah, if you just build a house. Uh huh. You don't have to go to war. Okay. I remember It's a Wonderful Life when they dedicated their house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Salt and wine, and uh, there was one other thing they had. So it was like a little ceremony. You think that's it? Yeah, maybe. What's interesting here to me is that at this point, nobody has a house. No. So it's a strange thing for Moses to be telling these people. But maybe he's talking to us today. You know, I guess he is, right? This is God's law he's given us. Uh-huh. A statute so forever. If you, you know, like in the draft, if you're asked to fight in a war, you should refer to Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse and say, 5, and say, I just built a house. <laughs> a new house. Of course, everybody knows you built a new I, house. I can't, you can't go, go to, to war. war. Sorry. Got to go home and dedicate it. <laughs> okay. If you've planted a vineyard and haven't eaten from it, go eat from it. That one's a little weird because if you have a vineyard that, you know, isn't three years old, there aren't going to be any grapes, really. Well, that's why I think it's the first three years, it's uncircumcised fruit, right? Uh-huh. So you, you can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's five years old, I think the fifth year, you can eat it. So if you just planted a vineyard, it's going to be five years before you could eat it. What it says here is if you've done that, if you planted a vineyard, then you die in battle and another man eat from it. Okay. So what I, the timeliness here just doesn't seem to work for me, but... <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I mean, it's going to take a long time. So you're not going to go to war for three if years? If you're dead, you're not going to eat from the, you're from right. the vineyard. That's you, the point. Yep. So okay. you've planted a vineyard. You put all this work into it, getting that vineyard ready. It's going to take another five years before you can eat from it. Go home. Okay. If you've betrothed a wife but haven't yet taken her, Go take her, lest you die in battle and another man take her. Oh, that's clear enough. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and if you're afraid to fight, go home. 
you know, they're creating a bunch of big classes of people who are not going to be able to fight. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, if you just say, well, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm a little bit afraid of war. Uh-huh. So you don't have to fight. <laughs> Which a smart person would do. You'd think. Yeah. When you come to a city to fight against it, first proclaim peace. If the city agrees to be peaceful, enslave them. If they won't agree to that, go to war against them. So it's kind of simple. You come in, you say, we're here, we're going to be peaceful and everything. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be say, our slaves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't agree to that, then you go to war. Okay. When God delivers a city to you, kill every male with a sword. But keep the women, little girls, animals, and spoil for yourself. Do this for cities that are far away from you. So this is for the places outside of Canaan. This is when you're going on a war, you know, like a, uh, outside of your own country. Mm -hmm. In that case, you can take hostages. You can take the women. You kill all the men and, yeah. the, and the boys, I guess. But you can keep the women and animals for yourself. Mm -hmm. For the cities that God gives you for an inheritance, kill everyone. Save alive nothing that breathes as God commands. That way, they won't teach you their abominations so that you won't sin against your God. And what is a city that God gives you for an inheritance? All of Canaan. Oh. Any, any of the cities that are there, that's your inheritance. God's given it to you. And you're going to take it over. You're going to take people. it over. And you're going to kill everyone. I mean, just complete, absolute genocide of everyone who lives there in that, in that country. And the danger is that if you let them live, they're going to convince you to... Yeah, he wants, Obey to start, their gods. he wants to start with a clean slate here. Get rid of everybody. We're going to start, and you're going to give the land to you. Okay. Except for there's one thing that you don't kill. What don't you kill? <laughs> don't destroy the trees. Oh. Yeah. There's a, there's a Bible that's called the Green Bible. It highlights in green all of the nice environmental things that are in the Bible. Of course, there are no environmental things in the Bible. There's nothing that, that advocates <laughs> for the environment in the Bible. Absolutely nothing. But they have this highlighted in green. Save the trees. And that's about as close as it gets. I'll give them that. This one is just kind of nice. And all trees, you think, or some more than others? No, it goes on to say that fruit trees, the trees that you can eat from, keep those alive. Mm -hmm. You can cut down the other trees that you can use for wood. Okay. We are at chapter 21. Yes, we are. If you find a dead body and don't know the cause of death... Get all the elders together. Find a heifer that has never done any work. Cut off the head of the heifer. Wash your hands over its body and say, Our hands have not shed this blood, neither have our eyes seen it. Well, that is a fact-filled paragraph. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? What? The red heifer. A little bit. Remember, it was a heifer, a female cow, who's mm -hmm. never, never done any work. Mm. In this case, they don't care so much about the color, but they want a female cow that hasn't done work. So you kill it, cut off its head, and then over its body you say, our hands didn't shed this blood, and our eyes haven't seen it. So they're talking about the blood of the man who died. I think so, because I think it's supposed to be right next to the dead body. Okay. That's, that's the impression I get. And then verse 9 says, this procedure will remove the guilty blood from among you. Oh. So it's kind of a magical thing, you know? Yes. That somehow is going to 
what? I Wipe mean, away a, somebody, any thought that we might have had anything to do with it. Somebody's guilty here, right? Yeah. I guess that's the point. Somebody's guilty. They, they shed the blood of this person, I guess maybe an innocent person, mm -hmm. and they don't know who it was, but there's still some guilt running around. Yeah. Well, you can get rid of that guilt if you go through the ceremony. Yeah, it sounds like it. I don't know why they don't still do this today. <laughs> so verse 10, when you go to war and God delivers your enemies into your hands and you see a beautiful woman among the captives and would like her for a wife, bring her home and have her shave her head and cut her nails. <laughs> this, it does seem like kind of a funny requirement. Yeah, it does. Cut her nails or shave her head. Both are strange, aren't they? I wonder what the heck is going well, on there. Well, a lot of times you shave a kid's head if you don't know if he's got... Ah, it might be lice. Lice, yeah. Yeah. And maybe lice gets in under nails as well. Or you don't want that. long nails because she might want to fight, fight you. Maybe she might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can take her home. Yeah, and then after she spent a month mourning her dead mother and father, have sex with her. And mind you, this is the dead mother and father that you have taken apart That's right. killing. You've just killed them. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. La later, if you don't like her, you can let her go. And there she's stuck in the middle of a country where she doesn't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she'll make her way. Okay, verse 15. If a man has two wives, one that he loves and the other that he hates, and if both wives have borne him children, and if the firstborn son's mother is the wife that he hates, then he can't make the son of the beloved wife his firstborn son. He must give a double portion of his inheritance to the firstborn son of his hated wife. All right, I really need a whiteboard here and to oh, write no, it's, out it's, the different circumstances. It's very simple, right? A man has two wives. Uh -huh. He loves one. He hates the other. Okay. The hated wife has the oldest boy in the family. He would ordinarily get the inheritance. Firstborn always rules. Yeah, except for she is the hated wife. And so it's going to be more natural for the husband to say, well, I hate this wife, and so I don't want to give my inheritance to her son. I want to give it to the son of the wife that I love, mm -hmm. even though he's younger. Yeah. This is saying you can't do that. The <laughs> firstborn son, whether it's from the hated wife or the loved wife, that's the firstborn son, and you have to give a double portion of your inheritance to him. How long has this rule been in place? Oh, I don't know, but it's... Moses is just expressing it now. Okay. Has there ever been somebody who didn't follow this rule? Oh, <laughs> I see what you're getting at. <laughs> yes, indeed, there has. And who is that? Abraham. Abraham. Abraham had two wives. Uh-huh. Sarah, he loved. Yes. The other H one. Hagar. Oh, yeah, Hagar. Well, she was a slave that was given to him so that he could have children for Sarah because she was barren. Yes. So she did, and he did, and they had Ishmael. Okay. So he's the oldest son in the family. Yeah. From sort of the hated wife. Certainly wasn't the loved wife because later on he kicked him out. Yeah. And yet, then later on... God, God opened her, her womb. Opened her womb. And Sarah had a son named Isaac. Isaac, yes. Right. And Isaac, of course, was the favorite son. Isaac was the only one that God or Abraham cared about. He didn't even consider the other one his son after he had Isaac. He was his only son. Mm -hmm. Certainly his firstborn son which he wasn't. So really, according to this, then Abraham broke this commandment of God. Yes. By not giving Just his inheritance Ishmael. to the older boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Abraham. But yeah, you're right. That was before Moses said anything about this law. So maybe that's why it was 
okay. I don't know. And God was kind of saying, yeah, get rid of that Ishmael. Don't worry about him. He definitely did. Yeah. Nice God. Uh Uh-huh. All right. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father or mother, then his father and mother will bring him to the elders of the city and say, Our son is stubborn and rebellious and will not obey us. He is also a glutton and a drunkard. And the men of the city will stone him to death. That will put the evil away from you. And everyone will hear and fear. Yeah. (laughs) All those neighboring sons are going to not do that. Yeah, so stone to death your son. doesn't say anything about daughters, but stone to death your son if... Drinks too much and eats too much and is rebellious. And that's what you do. You stone him to death. All the elders kind of get together and decide, all right, we're going to stone him to death. Yep. The son doesn't get to say, hey, hey, yeah, I repent. I won't do that anymore. Didn't seem like there's much of a trial going on here. No. You know, most people have trouble with their children at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they still love them, and usually they get through that time, and they regret it. We sometimes had trouble getting our kids to clean their room. Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, verse 22. If a man has committed a sin worthy of death, and you hang him on a tree... Don't leave his dead body all night on the tree. Bury his body the same day, because whoever is hanged is accursed by God. Yeah. So you want to get him down quickly, because otherwise who knows what God's going to do. Now, some people say that this uh, whoever is hanged is accursed by God. That will be referred to in the New Testament in reference to Jesus. And so they had to get him off of the... Off the cross. Off the cross. Uh Uh-huh. So, but this is a man... Who, this verse here mm-hmm. is a man who has committed a sin worthy of death. Yes, that's right. If you kill someone and hang their dead body on a tree, yeah, then you have to take it down before dark yeah. and bury the body. Yeah. <laughs> Got that, listeners? <laughs> that's a lesson for you. Yeah, that's something to end on. <laughs> All right. Well, we got through. Yes. We, we don't have too much left in Deuteronomy. Not too much. Okay. All right. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.